All right. You ready, brother? From the heart of Kansas City, it's time for Real Hooligans. Here's your host, Tim English. Happy Thanksgiving, hooligans. Welcome to this week's episode of Real Hooligans. Let's be thankful. It's a Thanksgiving episode. I'm your host, Tim English, and I'm with my homeboy, David Kane. What's up, buddy? Oh, I'm so thankful, Tim. I'm just thankful to be here again. Thankful. Oh, man. Are you thankful this year is almost over? I am so thankful we're almost done. I w- Damn it. I was just thinking about this. Last year, one of our best episodes was our best and worst of recap Remember that? We, had, we, had, we had like a whole bunch of people in this room yes Lonita was here and Alan was here somebody else you got either way we had the best and worst of the year what's that episode gonna look like this year I figured that'll be like our first episode in January just gonna be a big giant dumpster fire yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the best... W- is there anything good so far? Ted Lasso? Yeah, it was great. Mando has been great. Mando, yeah. I mean, you know. We got some good shows during during quarantine. That's true. That's true. I mean, we, ha- we had, you know... That's going to be a fun episode. Well, we won't burn everything off there. But look forward to that one, you guys. That's coming up in January. We'll get to that at the at the beginning of the year because we got to get through this year before, before we determine the yeah, best. Seriously, we got to make it that far. Because the way this year is going, you, you guys all know, it's you can't make plans anymore. So, all right. So today, though, we're going to be – we're going to talk about Thanksgiving – and we're going to talk about planes, trains, and automobiles, which I feel like is like the quintessential Thanksgiving movie, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Making it home for Thanksgiving. It's what Thanksgiving's all about. Getting mm. back to your family. Making it home for Thanksgiving. This is such a good movie. Such good performances by John Candy and Steve Martin. We'll talk about all of it. Um, we'll talk about some road trip stories. I've got a few there was a few things that came up in this movie that I was like, oh, I've experienced stuff like that. Whether it's on a plane or... You set a car on fire? No, nothing quite that <laughs> crazy. But, you know, I, I've got, you know, sitting on the tarmac stories and, and stuff like that with people melting down. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of fun stuff. Um, yeah. John Hughes. John Hughes. Fucking legend. I mean, obviously. Man was a busy fucker in the 80s, too, man. Holy shit. Did he not define the 80s? Yeah, it really did. And, you know, what's great about this is this is going to kick off, and we'll go through our December list of episodes at the end of this. It's kind of a a preview for what's coming up. Um, But this is kind of kicking off the theme, and that's 80s. This movie came out in 87. Sweet 80s gold. Last week we talked about Untouchables, which was another 1987 movie. And I actually, one of my kids, well, Owen, asked, you know, he, he asked why so many good movies came out in 1985 or 6. I'm like, I'm like man, it was like a, between 84 and 84 87. 84 and 87. 87. It was like, I mean, crazy how many classics came out in that time period, but. Yeah, so that's kind of a theme we'll have kind of going through December a little bit. We're going to hit some some all over, some fun stuff, fun stuff. But we're going to start off with planes, trains, and automobiles. 
Is there any other Thanksgiving movies you can think of, though? Not really. Not really. I'm going to throw one at you that Nick gives me. My son, Nick. Uh, he, he This is his Thanksgiving movie. Um, Spider-Man. There is a... For the scene where... Holiday Thanksgiving <laughs> scene. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like... Eh. I, I, I give it to him because I'm like, cool, there's not many, so you might as well just... I mean, I guess that's the, the Die Hard argument. There's a Christmas tree. Man, but, but Die Hard is centered around Christmas Eve and a Christmas party. That's just sure. like a mere passing... But, you know, he, is, he's, he points out that it's pivotal. It's a pivotal plot point. Sure. I'm like, oh, I give it to him. I'm like, cool, because he's already been like, ooh, you know what it means it's time for? Spider-Man. <laughs> cool. I like where the kids had Cool, bro. I, you know, but, you know, whatever. I gave it to him. Uh, but growing up for me, obviously, um, this, you know, and this has always been, this is a movie that we watch every year around this time. Does it not feel like this movie ushers in the holiday season? It really does. And it really felt like that. We, we watched it last night. And, uh, yeah, it really kind of felt, you know, this has been such a crappy year. It, it was a nice feel-good watch. Yes. Because, it was, you know, it. This movie is all about um, tolerance and acceptance. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Absolutely. And there's, A, not enough of that going on Absolutely. in our world right now. Um, in our country. Oh, my God. So, you know, this actually was, it's really hit the spot. And I think that's what you need at, at this time. You know, no matter what you think of Thanksgiving, you know, if you disagree with the philosophies behind the day or not. Um, you know, some people that just think it's genocide day. Yeah. You know, and I get it. It's betrayal day. <laughs> sure. It's like here we're gonna fatten you up on turkey and then steal your land day. Yes. I get it. Okay. But you know, for but what we what we need to make it is a day for family, which you know, here we have Neil Neil Page trying yes. to get home to his his family. He's trying to get from New York to Chicago. Um and he has anything that can go wrong does go wrong. Right from the start. But along the way, he, he learns a lot. He grows. Um, this is actually based on a, 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 something that happened to John Hughes where he was trying to, get, trying to get home. He was trying to get from New York to Chicago, and he got stuck in Wichita, and it took him five days to get home. Yeah. So in case you're <laughs> watching, it's like, why the fuck did he get diverted to who knows why didn't he go to kansas city or st louis who knows but for some reason that plane went to wichita traffic you know patterns you know well obviously they were avoiding the big snow so that's probably what happened as they were going around the snow in this movie and and probably his situation i feel for you if you're stuck in wichita you have my sympathies uh yeah my, my daughter's looking at wichita state really I've offered her a lot of money. Okay, well, that's good. So, yeah, so that's kind of weird. Yeah, I've got a buddy that lives down there. Shout out to Brad if you're actually listening. But, um, yeah, buddy. Um, so, yeah, that'd be kind of cool if she goes there. But, like, it's a reason to, I mean, I don't really have a lot of reasons to go to Wichita. Nope. But anyways, let's get started. Planes, trains, and automobiles. John Candy, Steve Martin. John Candy is Del Griffith. Steve Martin is Neil Page. 
A, can I just say, dude, it's hard to believe that man has been dead for 26 years. It's it, it hard to fathom. It doesn't feel like it. It really was. We were like, I was like, when did he die? And it kind of got dawned on me that, oh, man, he died before my wife and I even got. I mean, you know, that's. I was still in high school. That's a long time ago. Yeah, yes. it's a long time ago. That was the year I graduated from high school. So, yeah, that's a long time ago. Um, to me, I mean, it is. It just is. And, it, and to think that, I mean, and he's still such a presence, it seems like. It's such an endearing spirit. Yeah. And I think this is a special, this is really one um, character that I think is going to transcend um, everything because of how real he feels as a, as a human being. Um, but we'll get to that. And we'll get to like a couple of different options they had for these characters as well later on. So let's see. New York to L.A., we've got an ad man, which, first of all, I just love that opening scene where he's sitting there waiting. That dude just keeps... Did you feel it, Tim? Because we've, you... we've all been in... I, and, well, and as an ad person, yes, I've, I've been in that where I'm just like, oh, my God, just make a fucking Just decision. pick one. Just fucking make a decision. Um, Selling makeup. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then he's got to get home. He's get he get, gets to the plane, and Im- immediately his his flight's delayed. Um, there's snow in Chicago. Um, how about the cameo in the in the opening moments of this movie here? The sweet, sweet Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yes. Fresh at the time off Quicksilver, which I also loved. I've always been a big fan of Kevin Bacon. I mean, he's you know, fantastic. He's just, you know, he was in the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. Just kind of always seems to be there. Um, and I got chased down. What is that? Uh, Broadway. Where did they say they were? Some famous street in New York. Yeah, but I they have a race to a yeah to a cab. Trying to get to a cab. Steve Martin loses it. But why? Why does he lose that race? Dell. Oh, yes. He trips over a case. Son of a bitch. Case in the way. Yeah. So then you get that little smart-ass smart little look from Kevin Bacon as he jumps in the cab and takes off. Uh, and then a few moments later, once again, he's foiled when he... Gets into a, a debate with a a, a debate, um, a negotiation yeah, with a lawyer. Thank you, thank you. A negotiation for a cab, where he's trying to pay for a cab, yeah, with a lawyer who's, you know, extorting him. And while they're fighting over the cab, Dell steals it, right out from under him. Well, we see that case get thrown into the back. It's and, the case uh, again. It's the case again. But then the flight's delayed, so whatever. There's snow in Chicago. They're, they get in the tarma, or they get into the plane, and sure enough, who's sitting next to him? Dell. Same dude. And you really have to appreciate the fact that this man takes, or not even appreciate, this man takes his shoes off. I've just, I've never been a... Shoes off on the plane? <laughs> no, and just... The fact that in that moment where they're stuck on the tarmac, he's like, "This is this is as good a time as any yeah. to unleash this." Just stretch them out. 
you know, later on in the car, I could get that maybe a little bit, man. They'd had, they'd been through a lot of shit. It was like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm t- I need to relax. I, need, I don't care, you know. But in this moment, this man takes his and uh, yeah. So they're stuck in the in the tarmac there. Let's see where we're we at here. Do do do. Takes his shoes off, and this is the plane. I read this yesterday. This plane they use is the plane from Airplane. They used in the movie really, airplane. same one. Yeah. Huh. Trivia. Fun facts. Fun facts. Pula facts. Yeah, whatever. Did you just make that up on your own? I fucking did. I, nice I job. I man. won't do that anymore. <laughs> <coughs> All right. What else we got with this? Oh, yeah. So, sitting on the tarmac. Yeah. Anyways, we could talk about my mom, or not my mom, my, my mother in law. We had a nightmare experience with her at an airport once. Did she get stuck on the tarmac? Yeah, we were heading out to, we were coming back from Los Angeles, and it took us forever. And it was like er, er, everything that happened at this airport was like a bad experience. And this woman was just losing her mind. But they wouldn't give us water. On the plane, sitting, waiting? On the tarmac. They would not, yeah. And people were just losing their shit. Because we were there for a couple hours. People were losing their minds. I've never experienced this. It's horrible. The longest I've sat on an airplane after it was supposed to to move away is like 20 minutes. Really? I've never had the whole, we're going to be here for a while, and then folks. We, and then because of that, we this got delayed when we got to, because we came to Texas, we're coming back to KC. And we got delayed in Texas. This poor woman. <laughs> just, you know, she was losing it. Anyways. So yeah, I've I've been in some of these situations where it's just like, oh my god, you're just having these horrible experiences at airports, delays. Jenny and I got delayed out of Vegas one time, stuck at fucking McCarran Airport. Ugh. Horrible place to be, period. Yes. Much less stuck there. All right, so let's see. That was in New York. So the plane they finally take off, and they take as they take off. That's when all the airports down below get shut down. They're yes. like, oh fuck, so. They get diverted to Wichita. Wichita. Wichita, Kansas. Okay. So they're in Wichita, and we have... Oh, earlier, I couldn't find his name, but, you know, we had the dad from Ferris Bueller was his co-worker yes. at the beginning. Then we have Ben Stein as the airport, airport PA guy. Airport PA guy. That was um, fun. One of, one of many Ferris Bueller cameos we had in this in this movie. Um. uh the, the airport in Wichita is a scene that I don't think can be fully appreciated by younger generations. So he gets off the plane, and they're stuck in Wichita, and it shows a f- bank of phones on the wall and a 20-person deep line for each of these phones trying to call somewhere and get a hotel or, you know, a way out of Wichita uh, that evening, calling the airline. Uh, But nowadays, you would just never see anything like this. You'd never encounter it. So for somebody like Owen's age, I don't think he can fully grasp the frustration and anger of those people that must be standing in line. But that was just a common... I mean, that was just... The way things were. 
Yeah, and it's weird because it doesn't seem like, you know, obviously to us, I mean, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago because we experienced it. I mean, right? But it's like, you know, you know, what is it, 2020 now? So, like, the 80s... Or eighties and nineties are now with the fifties and sixties were to us when we were kids, and that time, remember at that time that was like so long ago. Things were black and white back then. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah, but you're right. It is is weird because it's a whole different, yeah, different set of problems. Yes. And and you you couldn't just whip out your phone and you know sitting on the airplane still you would have had that taken care of. You know, so Uber was not a thing. Yeah. Oh, all right. So let's see. We're introduced to Doobie, Doobie's Taxiola. Doobie's p- played by ride. Larry Hankin, who is uh, he was in Friends and uh, Seinfeld. He played when he was on Seinfeld. He was they were making Jerry was making a show, and he played kind of the he was the Kramer character on the show that Jerry was making. Gotcha. So, yeah, great, great character actor. And, yeah, also kind of a nice representation of Wichita. It's like it's not entirely inaccurate. Um, They have to share the room. The last room in the place, then it has one bed. Obviously, Things are going to get weird. Now, have you ever shared a room with a buddy like that? Yes, in my much younger days. Yes. All right. So if you, yeah, I have horror stories about this too, man. Okay. Okay. Right on us. All right, dude. You oh, and you know this. You know this man, Lopez. Okay. Okay. So the night before Shout out to Lopez, <laughs> the night before he got married, I love you, Lopez, if you listen. But um, ba- basically, it was like his bachelor party was just was him and I went out and we had some beers and got something to eat and. I think we listened to a Royals game. It was Eric Hosmer's first game as a Royal that night. I remember that. Interesting. Anyways, we had several drinks. Oh, uh, my! our buddy Nick was several. in town from Topeka. So, yeah, so we're just kind of chilling. And, uh, oh, man. So, anyway, so I'm crashing, you know, at his place the night before the wedding. And, uh, or no, a hotel in Lawrence. And, man, snores. We're not sharing a bed by any means. But, like, man, snores. And I can't, I just couldn't, I couldn't fucking sleep. It was, I've never heard. <laughs> With such power. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I think at one point I was like in a closet. Nice. <laughs> trying to just, I was like, oh my God, if I could just, God, if I could just get to sleep, I'll sleep. You know what I mean? Yes. But it was but like, I, I felt the further away, the further bridge. away I got, the louder it got. Right. <laughs> Starts echoing off walls. <laughs> no, we were in Topeka. I, th- I said, Lawrence, we were in Topeka because uh, my wife was staying with her brother. Everybody was in town for that weekend for the party, but for his sake, I was staying the night with him, you know, before his wedding, right? So <laughs> I think I got up. I think I left the room like as early as I could. Like, I, I think I was like, it's like 5 30. I could, like, you can go get breakfast. I'm, I'm, sure. I fucking, like, I just bounced. I didn't sleep. Anyways, but that's what it made me think about just him trying to sleep. Then of course you get the, uh, um, you know they have their first fight there, and it's a doozy. Yeah, this I am really impressed by 
Steve Martin in this scene. Right. It is really I mean, he just goes off, and it is prolonged, and the the way that he, I mean, just kind of riffs, it seems like, um, through this scene. They're just... Just start saying really mean things, and we'll we'll put this scene it's, together. It seems to be just kind of what he is, or, and it's just like he's just, you know. Now I would think you would call it entitlement. Yes, you know what I'm saying. But it's, it's like so. Yeah, he's he's clearly been judging this man the entire time yes. he's been with him, looking from, at from every because he's got a list of shit. This is one night. Yes, they have known each other for a few hours, and, and granted, he's. Had some misfortunes because of sure, Del, Del but man, they're in a situation where they're all fucking stuck in Wichita. They're all trying to get to Chicago. They're all in the, they're in the same position. Yes, uh, but you know, Neil thinks he's better. He thinks he's above Dell. Yes, and he doesn't think he should have to be stuck with Dell. First class, so he's not dealing with the Dells of the world. <laughs> Excuse me. So they have a fight. Um. They get robbed while they're sleeping, which is obviously going to make things worse. Uh, and then you have obviously one of the fucking classic, one of the classic moments of buddy comedy history is the, you know, where, where's your other hand? Good morning. <laughs> you know, between two pillows, those, those aren't pillows. Um, it's it's classic, and I just I really got a kick out of it. Like you know, especially last night watching it, and just the way they get up, and they're all like, oh, and they're shaking off, just flexing their arms. Yeah, and, and then it's like, oh, 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 yeah. oh. Did you oh. see the? <laughs> yeah. did you see the Bears game? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're, they're gonna go all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of go their subways, and I I got a real kick out of thinking about how many takes did they have to do on that? Yes, I, I would love to watch. All that footage, the different takes, okay. how 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 differently did they play it each time? Because those are two actors that they're never going to play that the same way no. each time. How many times did John Candy have to kiss Steve Martin's ear? <laughs> oh man! How many good morning wake up scenes did? How many takes did they do of figuring out how that was going to play out? And yeah, and those two guys together. I mean, it just can't be easy. It, it can't be easy for John Candy to get through scenes with Steve Martin the way Steve Martin, I'm sure, struggled sure. through scenes with, with, with John Candy. Just, um, and you can tell sometimes where they, you know, it's almost like watching, you know, Saturday Night Live, where you can just see that one person that's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna lose it." The scene break. keeps going. My lips you know, quivering. you can see that sometimes, um, which is just the beauty of them. Uh, but yeah, so that's a fucking classic, classic scene. Um, all right, so now they're trying to get out of Wichita, and they meet, uh, this is where they meet Gus's son. Gus was the guy that had the, ho the hotel. He ran the hotel. He says his son can take him to a train, and we meet Dylan Baker. Oof. Now, we know Dylan Baker as Doc Connors. Yes. Okay, from, from Spider-Man. And a much more refined. This man puts on what I read was... <clears throat> A 100% improvised performance. He just did it. And it's scene stealing. <laughs> the way he comes on sniffing and hacking and got the facial expressions. He does that making. thing with his lip. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. And, dude, this is where you get, you know, as, as the straight man, 
you know, in that kind of Abbott and Costello kind of relationship that they have in this movie. Steve Martin, his straight man, just his reactions, his like, oh my God, I am so just appalled. And I can't, you know, it's like, I am trying not to react. (laughs) He does, he has such great facial expressions during all these, the way he, that dude spits into his hand. And then it's just like, they shakes and it's just too late. (laughs) Yes. It's just too late for him to, oh, you know, no, maybe not. It's just, he's already shaking his hand. He's like, oh, you know, <sighs> so great. Um, then they jump in the back of that car, and I'm pretty sure, was that dog my dog? That dog reminded me of my yeah, dog. Pops out from under the... <laughs> don't touch the gloves. <laughs> we were like, oh, Ahsoka. Uh, yes, my dog's name is Ahsoka, so you'll hear a lot about her someday. Uh, anyway, uh, and the I fr- have some Ahsoka the, stories. The frozen dog face yes that's just perfect absolutely i mean it was perfect that they were but when the dog's sitting there and his face is frozen (laughs) Uh, but it was just but at that point it was just sitting there with him and that's just what was funny i don't know just great and it's just uh john hughes ability to just be absurd yes ridiculous yeah and that's there's so many great moments in this movie where it's just so just crazy um, all right, so then they go, they get to the train in Stubbsville. Stubbsville. And they're not, I will point out one thing, they're on train number 1013, which is, it's my anniversary, October 13th. Oh, so that's sweet. 1013 tattoo, so, anyways, always notice when I see a 1013. Um, all right, so the train, they're not off very long because it breaks down. Of course and it is does. And is this a thing? They just kick people off and be yeah, like. Yeah, start walking. <laughs> What kind of fucking customer <laughs> service is this? Start walking like, about a mile that yeah. way, and a truck will pick you up. And it's like, you know, we, all movies up to a certain... That's what happened, so it had to... It must just have been... I'm sorry. Sure. I mean, what else are they going to do? Yeah. There's. We can't bring another train. Yeah. I mean... So, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to think about. All those people just fucking walking along. But <clears throat> you wouldn't have the road trip movie, right, if you didn't end up on the of road. Of course. So now they're on a bus. They Oh, they get to Jeff City, and they're going to get on a bus. What's your, what are your thoughts on group sing-alongs? I'm not for it. Fuck that shit. I'm not for it. Oh. You know what? Here's the thing. If I'm on a bus, I'm probably not interested in interacting <laughs> with any of you people on the bus. Let's just ride to where we're going. I'm trying to figure out. Hold on. <clears throat> trying to figure out what's the song that he starts singing. You know, they're all they're, they're singing, and then it's like Neil's turn to kind of lead some, and he's something like, about throwing three coins in a fountain, in a fountain and they're all like, "What the f- <laughs> Flintstones?" Yeah. And then Dave jumps in the Flintstones, and they all start singing along. Yeah. Dell saves the day. Pass, pass on all that. Pass, pass on the group sing along. Um, and he, he's trying to ditch him the whole time, and tries to ditch him again at the cafe. And at this point, it's it's annoying Dell because he just doesn't even get just why at this point. Why 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 you just don't even want to be around me? You know, he he's starting to sense sure. that. You just you'd rather just be alone than just. Yeah. Being this together at this point, I mean, you know, after all they've been through. 
but S- Steve Martin is still being drawn back in by his own accord. You know, he sees Dell carrying, dragging his big trunk through the field when they get off the train. Right. And Steve Martin, you know, has that moment of heart where he's like, all right, I'm going to go help this dude. You know, he's a he's a pretty down-on-his-luck guy. I'll help him out. I mean, he has to be Dell. Now, at this point, we come up on another classic moment in cinema history. Cinema history. Really, it, it is. Is it not the meltdown? Yes. At the, at the rental car terminal, he gets to a spot, V5, his car's not there, because of fucking course it isn't there at this point, right? We should expect such things, yes. So, it's not, it's not there, um, and he goes back, and Edie McClurg... From, Edie McClure. From KC, baby. Uh, classic. Another Ferris Bueller alum. And she nails this scene. This is so great. Um, he's not happy. She's like, yeah, we don't have a car. It's, it's, you know, and so he goes on a tirade, which he says the F word 18 times in 60 seconds. Yes. Took this movie from being a PG movie. To a hard R. To a hard R, <laughs> real quick. And then she has just a great, you know, and he's just like, what the fuck are you going to, you know, and she's like, well, I need to see your rental agreement. And he's like, I threw it away. And she's like, oh, well, then you're fucked. <laughs> With the straightest of faces. So great. And such satisfaction in Absolute, her eyes. Absolutely. I've been waiting and waiting and yeah. waiting. Because oh, she's like, I don't appreciate your tone. She's just so great. Ferris Bueller. Lover. Hmm. Yeah. We gra- both graduate from UMKC, so. Oh, excellent. Yeah. All right. So now, let's see. Where are we? We've gone from the bus to St. Louis. And now, St. Louis, the, the, they're, he's in a car. Or they get a car together. Dell gets a car. Because, of course, he did. Sure. You know, how does this happen? We don't know yet. We'll find out. And uh, so... He's going to be the bigger man. He's like, jump in. So, all right. So, they get on. Let's do this. Now, this brings me up to another scene, the seat malfunction scene. <laughs> now, when John Hughes talked to Steve Martin, these two scenes are what he said yes to. What sold him on being a part of this film. The seat malfunction scene. Yes. And the tirade at the... At the airport. Right. Because they're both great scenes. I mean, they both have great moments with this scene. John Candy trying to get the scene and essentially breaking the chair. Yes. And then Steve Martin happened to deal with the repercussions of the chair being broken now and being slammed around. (laughs) Just Again, it's just just through their ability to maintain the straight face. Yes. Just to continue. And to get annoyed and just... And sell that is just so, so genius. Um, all right. One of my favorites. This is one of my favorites where they go, they get, they get going the wrong way. Wrong way on the highway. Seeing those lights coming at you. You're going to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. These people, they get the, the people that are pulling them next to them. Like, you're, you're going the wrong way. And they're like, what is he saying? He's like, he says we're going the wrong way. He's like, oh, how's he know where we're going? Right. <laughs> Beautiful. So great. And he's like, he's like, yeah, how does he know? And then he looks down. 
and sees the ground. And then he sees which direction the traffic's going, and he's like, huh. Hmm. Yeah. And headlights coming up ahead. We get the shots of the skeletons. (laughs) (laughs) And then him in that devil costume. All of this. That was always my favorite scene as a kid. So, all right. So, we get to the crash. They're on the side of the road. Luggage is everywhere. Steve Martin, just ha- he's had enough at this he point. He is broken at this point. He's had enough. He's flipping out on him. He starts kind of laughing at him. This, is, this isn't even... This isn't even my problem. This is your problem. Yes. You know, and at this point, Dell's like, well, man, actually, funny thing is I use your, was diner's club or yeah. something? Your di- you know, because the whole time, you know, earlier he accused him of stealing, and I uh, was like, well, it turned out he actually did take this card. Uh, and then, you know, but he finds out it's in the glove box. The car catches on fire, and he throws a tantrum in the middle of this, and can we just appreciate Steve Martin's ability to throw a tantrum? Yeah. Just on cue, he just can lose it. And it's, he can do it. It's just, it's just so, he, I don't know. There's a genius to his comedy. I mean, obviously it's, it's why he is who he is, but um, yeah. So that's a great, great scene in the middle of the highway. People are driving by honking at him from being out in the middle of the road and, you know, he doesn't have his wallet. Now it's burnt to a crisp. Everything's gone. They didn't have insurance. I mean, they're, they're just, they're screwed. They so. are fucked. They drive this rickety piece of shit, which the car, this was the station wagon, right? The little woody. Yeah. Wood this panels. car, it was intentionally made. It was, was supposed to look like the Vista Cruiser. Is that what it was from vacation? Yeah. It was the same car. So... More trivia for you. All right, so we get to, and they're at like what middle of Illinois at this point. Yes, they're not far. They're not too far. But at this point, the fucking car just blew up. <laughs> so they find another hotel. They don't have any money. Uh, they bargain with uh, this dude, and I don't have his name pulled up. But this man was the lawyer from Jurassic Park. The first one. Yeah. Oh. He was the dude that gets. Plucked off the toilet. Yes. What a fun ending <coughs> for him. <laughs> so maybe it's the same guy. Maybe at this point he's getting yes. his law degree. <laughs> <laughs> and we know where he ends up. Uh, the Renterverse, right? So, all right. So uh, Steve Martin's able to get a room with $17 and a watch. A very a very fine watch. Which he throw, you know, he's throwing this in Dell's face. We screw you. I don't owe you anything. I've lost all this because of you. Blah blah blah. It's all your fault. All your fault. All your fault. And uh, Dell doesn't have anything. And so he's sleeping he's out in the car, just alone in a burned-out car in the snow. I mean, it's snowing. It's terribly cold. It's a it's a sad scene to see Dell. All alone out there, having uh, a conversation with his wife. Yeah, he's not there. 
Ah, foreshadowing. Right. And uh, Neil sees him, and he's got a heart. He's not going to let the suit free, so he goes out and... Get in here. They get in. They go in and get drunk off of little liquor bottles. Airplane bottles. Which is great. A great scene. You know. um, Doritos. Yeah. And again, this then we have uh next we have Michael McKeon's cameo. Another comedy legend in there. Michael McKeon shows up as the cop that pulls him over like you're driving this car. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> he's going I don't like, feel like this car is roadworthy. It's going like eighty miles an hour or something. He's like, I have really have no idea. The speedometer is melted. It, it's melted. So <laughs> you have no functioning yeah, gauges. Radio works like it. Yeah. So um, and I point that out because he had fourth billing on this movie. Michael McKeon did. He's in the movie for like 90 seconds. Yeah. It's a pretty short scene. But it's awesome. I guess he had more scenes cut out. So Now, let's see. Let's, we'll wrap up the end of the movie here. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, they get to like the train station. They're home. He made it to um, They're going their separate ways. Ah, but wouldn't you know it, Neil starts thinking about the last few days. He starts putting the puzzle God, together. Man, that guy. Such a good guy. I, we have some good moments. But yeah, he starts putting pieces together. How long he's been gone. Has been the way he talks about his wife. Yes. Past tense. Figures it out. Goes back. Sure enough, Dell's just kind of just sitting there. Like a On sad little trunk. puppy. Yeah. And, uh... Nowhere to go. Yeah, nowhere to go. So they go home, and they have, for some reason, they're walking down the street. I don't know why. I mean, I guess they took the train to, to the, the station. station closest to the At this point, house. they're just walking, because yes. whatever, because they can't, because there's no Uber. No. And, uh, you know, we have that beautiful song, Every Time You Go Away. It's touching. It is. It's a feel-good moment. It is. Now, it's a great movie. Watch it if you haven't seen it, and if you... I've seen it. Watch it again. <clears throat> Originally, more trivia for you. John Hughes wanted Tom Hanks as Neil and John Travolta as Dell. Awful. That movie doesn't sound good at all. It would have been right after Big. The, the Co- Tom coming Hanks off I the success of Big. Tom, Tom Hanks I could do. Tom Hanks was too busy, and the studio thought John Travolta was box office poison. Sure. Yeah. It would have been poison for me. Uh, another combination I heard that I think would have worked, although it makes it, you know, maybe it, maybe it's a, it's a, it works. I think Rick Moranis and John Candy. I would have taken Rick Moranis. That would have been fun. It, I, I think it's it's still a good movie. Yeah. But you don't have I, I don't I I think John Candy's great or not John Candy. Um, John Goodman's great, but um, is that what I said? No, you said John Candy. Okay, no, it would have been it would have been Rick Moranis and John Goodman. My bad. Which could have been fun. As Alter, well. Alternate universe yeah. here. So John Goodman instead of John Candy. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, still a good movie, but maybe not as. Uh, I don't know if Rick Moranis. I mean, do you think Rick Moranis could have done the car rental scene? That's what I'm saying. It's like how different, you know? Yeah, it's, it would have been fun to see him do that. I don't know if the rants are the same. Yeah. Well. Little tirades that he throws, 
And I'm not sure that, excuse me, I'm not sure. I mean, I love Goodman, but man, just Dell has some of those moments with Candy. They're just, they're sad. They're yeah. sweet. And it reminds you how much we miss John Candy. Right. And maybe that part of that's what it is for me. He's like, I see this and. You know, that movie is, yeah, I mean, it's, what, seven years before he died? I mean, it's towards the end, you know, and so it is, you know, kind of a, you know, you watch that, and it's kind of what makes you remember what was so great about him. He could be funny. He could be obnoxious. Is this your favorite John Candy <clears throat> performance? I think so. Yeah. How about you? It's a toss-up. I think Uncle Buck. Oh, it was such a good movie. Was phenomenal for John Candy. I Both think these that movies end with that same freeze frame. Yes, <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, I I think this is as good as a representation of of John Candy as as you'll get in anything he did. I think I always kind of like to think that John Candy actually was like Uncle Buck. Like that was just, yes. That's just what like he would yes. just be able to walk into a room and just. He would just kind of do his thing, and you either fucking liked it or you didn't. But either way, you probably just were better off just dealing with it. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> that's just who he was. Um, road trip movies. What, what do you like? What are some of your favorite road trip movies? Do you have any favorites? I don't, uh, I don't know about favorite. There are some that I have enjoyed. Thelma and Louise. Absolutely. Loved it. That was a, that was a fun one. Um, would you consider Fear and Loathing? Kind of a road trip. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or just and, a, and a, anyway, a weird it's a, trip. It's definitely a road trip movie. That's probably a very, very good wording for that one. <clears throat> what are some of your favorites, Tim? Uh, due date, which is essentially this planes, trains, and it, uh, it's it's very much the we updated the this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's good, and sure. uh, and 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 because you have Robert Downey Jr. Who I think it's just again playing a character where I think that's probably how he is. That absolute kind of like just go charming asshole. Yeah, like you're kind of an asshole, but uh, you, you say know. it in such a way that makes R- me right. feel good. <laughs> just the way he talks to Zach Galifianakis in that movie just cracks me up. But yeah, that that's a good one. Um, what about Road Trip? Actually, that's a really good movie. It's not bad, man. That's a that's a re- that's one of those that uh, yeah, Jenny and I will re rewatch that one. Um, Euro trip? Did you get down for Euro trip? Yeah, Euro trip's a fun one. This isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking good one. Um, oh, there was the one a few years back, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Okay, good one. Steve Car- Steve Carell and Karen Knightley. Uh, that's actually real. That's a really good. Uh, you know, you know me. We've talked about love stories. You know, I like tragic love stories, and I wouldn't call it tragic. But it's, I mean, it's somebody dying. It's about the end, end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's about. It is exactly what you know. It's, it's called. There's a meteor coming. It's about two people that meet. But. Um, Zombie Land is that a? Yeah, that's a road trip. Yeah. They're crossing the country. Fun. Road trip movies are fun. So, yeah, yeah, we've gone on several with my family, um, <clears throat> road trips, New Mexico, California. I think a road trip in the English family car would be an interesting experience. Oh, it always is, man. Absolutely. Lots of good music, lots of good, yeah, we'll just, 
my kids just acting out things, being weird little characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's see how it works because we all got along. My dad was a big proponent of road trips growing up. We'd go to Texas a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's a good way to see things and, you know, and connect, honestly. Yeah. You know, you get on a plane. It's you good bonding. You're not really talking too much. I mean, when you're on a plane, we are, fuck, we're in a car for 14 hours. Nothing else to do. Somebody better say something entertaining right now. So, yeah, man. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. For a Thanksgiving episode. Go fucking do whatever you're doing. What are you going to do? I am going to smoke a turkey. Okay. And spend it quarantined at home with my family, avoiding my other family. Yeah. We're, we're staying at home this year. Yeah. I don't want to. If you don't have to go somewhere, don't go somewhere. Enjoy your family at home. No. <clears throat> Normally, we would go to Topeka with Jenny's family. but uh, Normally, I'd be with mine. Yeah. We're not parents. this year. Her her mom's really uh, susceptible to illness, so she stays pretty quarantined. Same with her brother, and so you know, fucking twenty twenty, baby. But hey, Oof. man, watch planes, trains, and automobiles because that shit holds up. How about the remake possibility of Will Smith and Kevin Hart? Yeah, no, no, I don't want any of that. How about you just? Have those two guys make a road trip movie and you don't call it Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Why can't that be the... Just do your own thing. We get that you're inspired by something and you want to pay homage to something, so go do that. But you don't got to... Just make your own thing. David, we need to make a female James Bond movie. Uh, how about you just make a female spy movie? Sure. Absolutely. She could be British. Yeah. I don't give a... F- <laughs> it's like I mean, she, but you don't need the... You don't need the... Girl lies, feminize, whatever, right? I'm all in. Monopolize. Monopolize. Yeah, monop- well, monopolizing is what you're doing by having Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Who cares? Yeah. It's just a dumb idea. Sorry. Just make a retro movie. Yeah. They could be trying to get home for Christmas. Okay, that's yeah. fine. I'm fine with that. I'm it could literally, like you said, like due dates, basically. It, it It is, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. Because those, those two guys had good chemistry, and that's yeah. all you got to yeah. have. I bet they would have good. I bet they would be fun together. Yeah. Cool. I'd be down I'd, for it. You but. know, I mean, I'd rather see The Rock instead of Will No. Smith. No. Yes. Now we're, okay, I turned, I didn't turn David's mic off soon <laughs> enough. We're out of here, hooligans. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Amazon. Uh, David's on Twitter, DMC Keeper, he loves it when people tweet at him. Please. Um, yeah. All right, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. Happy Very thankful for you. Thank for thank you for doing this show. What are we doing this for? Four years now. Thanks for letting me come back every week. Fuck yeah, man. Four years. Fucking real hooligans. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>